Welcome to the Monet Moves Podcast. If you're looking to grow in your business, develop your brand, or build confidence in your vision, you're in the right place. I bring on creatives, entrepreneurs, and doers each week who are open to sharing their pro tips they've learned on their journeys to help you on yours. And sometimes I just share my own. I'm your host, Tirza Monet, and this is Monet Moves Move of the Day. Hey everybody, I'm so happy to be back on schedule and on air. Um, I really want to take a moment just to thank you guys for tuning in. This is such an exciting like experience, like seeing how people are actually using, you know, dreams that stick or starting to purchase panda planners and things like that and see how people are applying the information that I'm bringing to the Monet Moves podcast so I'm I'm just I'm really humbled um for everyone that is that has been listening from the beginning um that being said I wanted to share some pro tips today um on our topic which is finding and building a support group and building your tribe um, I saw a post on Instagram and it said, build your tribe and love them hard. And I was just like, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about this week. Because personally, I couldn't have taken the leap of faith of jumping off, um, <laughs> jumping out of my career um, as as a web developer into building my own agency Um had it not been for the support of my friends, my family, and, you know, my colleagues. So I, I, there's just so much gratitude in that. Um, but this is why I really want this for other people, because I know how powerful it is to have that in my own life. Um, so that said, just, just for a lens that we're going to look at this topic through today, um, I went to Philadelphia recently and we got to go to the Philadelphia Museum of Art, and it was really interesting to walk through there, but there is one piece that really kind of stopped me and made me think a bit about my life, and it was um, this piece by Bruce Noman that said, the true artist helps the world by revealing mystic truths. And I think for me, my goal is to make things easier for people and to make it so that they don't have to go through as as hard of a struggle getting started with their business as I did (laughs) having to start mine um my first one my second one or like you know watching and helping my parents try to build up theirs or all of my different clients um amazing you boutique and some of like I've had the the honor of being involved in a lot of startups um, in the last five, six years. And so it's a powerful thing to know what your network is capable of, but it's another thing to be able to share that and inspire people to create a network for themselves. So, excuse me. Um, So my pro tip number one for this week is um, when you're building your network of people, build it of people who do different things than you. 
you do not necessarily need to have friends who all love the same thing that you love or are passionate about the same thing you're passionate about. But you might want people who are passionate about things that complement what it is that you do. You really want to build a tribe of people that support you, but it does not have to be direct support. And it doesn't even, and even support has different lenses as well. So, you know, there's support in terms of people who can complement your business. There's support in terms of, you know, family, friends, colleagues who will purchase from you and become customers. And then there's emotional support. And then there's having a mentor, which is another thing that I really want to talk about because as you are getting started with building out your venture, you really want to have somebody in your corner who has already been there to an extent. They don't have to be, you know, 10 years more experienced than you. If somebody has some experience that you don't have, pick their brain, ask them if you can have a conversation with them, buy them a coffee, figure out what it is that you don't know and see if there's a way that you can offer them some value for, for in exchange if if you can't afford to work with them. Um, sometimes, sometimes people don't even charge for mentorship. Like I know the people that I mentored, like it's not, it, that's, that's something that I do because I know that I can feel a need and it doesn't always have to be, um, something where you have to um, buy into it but if you are going to go that route and get a mentor or a coach um, because I do do coaching sessions too please be respectful to them be respectful of their time and have pointed questions when you go in to speak with them Um, you know it's good to go and have them be your sounding board but you can only get out of it what you put in. So you have to have some energy to develop what it it is that you really want if you um, are looking to get guidance. So that's number one. Build, Build a network of people who do different things than you and find a mentor that's already done your thing. Um, another thing is, um, Lisa Nichols said this, Take someone with you when you go into life-changing events. Don't go into life-changing events alone. And that does not mean that you have to have a business partner. But what that means is if you decide that you're going to go sign up for a class and you know that you need somebody that's going to hold you accountable, find a friend that is equally interested in the topic and ask them if they'll attend with you. Um, If you don't have somebody who can attend with you, you know, ask a friend who's reliable to set reminders on their phone to, to like ask you about how things are doing. Or if you have to be self-reliant, then set yourself up for success by like building out like a reminder plan or something like that to keep you on track. But you really want to have somebody in somebody to keep you accountable. Like one of my methods has always been, you know, a lot of there's like this whole thing going around um that you shouldn't like millennials make loud moves that's that's been the statement that's (laughs) been going around like oh look these millennials they're always telling everybody what they're doing um for me personally that's the way that I keep myself accountable um my biggest goals are ones that I don't post about 
But ones that I want to be held accountable on, I post about because I want people to ask me about it. I want people to make me feel bad if I don't have it done when they, when they, (laughs) like not make me feel bad, but I want them to remind me that I'm supposed to be working on something that I said that I was going to do. And so, um, because of that, like I post things that, that, um, I know that people will hold me accountable for when I go to a party, somebody's going to ask me like, oh, hey, Tirza, like I saw you were working on this. And I'm going to be like, yeah, this is, well, this is where it's at right now. And these are the things I'm working on. And every time I have one of those encounters, then I go back to my notebook and I'm like, oh yeah, let me bump this up the list over because this is something that people are more so interested in or people actually remembered. Um, So that's my personal method. You don't have to make loud moves. If that's not your thing, find a system of accountability that works for you. Um, next is, uh, and this one's a huge one because like, this isn't a, this isn't a tribe building pro tip, but this is more so a don't ruin your tribe pro tip. Um, friends and family are not going to sustain your business alone. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Your friends and family are not responsible for sustaining your business alone. What does that mean? (laughs) What that means is when you launch your business, initially, your friends and family are going to support you. They're going to jump in and they're going to say, oh, you know, he's so great or she really knows what she's talking about. Here, they're like, sign up with them or buy their service or like, you know, she does great with doing my hair and things like that. That's the start. But after that initial excitement and, you know, you, you do the ribbon cutting ceremony and the the social media pictures get old from that um you cannot get angry when your family and friends move on to the next friend or family member that has a business um that they are supporting and so um <laughs> i say this because i watch as people say like oh you know she doesn't buy from me anymore they don't buy from me anymore. They buy from other people and things like that. And it's like, you can't have a monopoly on people, what people buy. You have to keep on producing things that people want and keep on learning how to market the products and services that people are interested in, in a way that, um, speaks to them. And so, yes, eventually your friends and family are going to go back to shopping at at Target (laughs) instead of, um, buying your cool handbag. Um, but at the same time, if you are learning how to actively market your business and keep on fulfilling a need and stay relevant with your content and your social media posts and find different ways to target the right customers, you won't have to go knocking on your aunt's door asking her why she has this bag from a competing, a competing company. So, um, and I can say this from from experience, you know, I I launched my eyewear company last year and when I first started, oh my gosh, it was crazy amazing. Like I was coming home and I was packing orders every day and snapping all these different sunglasses and things like that. Um, and 
people were sending me ideas on different styles and you know it was just the whole system was feeding itself and it was great I didn't have to set up photo shoots anymore because people were setting, like sending me photos from across states because they were buying products so fast um it was great but you know it takes a few like it takes about a year and stuff and things slow down and I started looking at the people who were my initial purchases um in that first year and when I went through it I was like wow uh you know I didn't sell that much to people that weren't friends and family and stuff so now they've moved on to like you know tears has moved on to something else and um and other people are now selling sunglasses or purses and things like that and now that they've gotten comfortable with my wild styles um they move into um buying more free free styles and stuff and like some of them are cheaper than the ones that I sold some of them are more expensive than the ones that I sold my sunglasses became like a gateway drug (laughs) to, to other people's like retro sunglasses but I had to take a step back and say, okay, well, I'm not going to get mad at my family for not supporting me anymore. I need to decide if I'm going to sit here and reinvest my time and energy into making the products better, choosing um, new audiences, running advertisements, and diving back into the marketing of things to gain new customers. And so I started learning how to do new marketing tactics And so it stopped being about where my friends and family were and like what they're doing this weekend to know like what city they needed to have sunglasses for and more so about figuring out like what my clients from random states that I've never been to (laughs) would need for their weekend. Um, And so it just it just goes back to your friends and family. Yes, they're going to support you. They're going to be there in the beginning to make sure that you know you feel loved when you when you get started and some not everyone's gonna feel like that like you know there's always a couple of family haters or like um or people who um aren't as excited to see you win but uh at the end of the day you have to reinvest in your marketing um and get clear on what your values are so that you can refine your vision and keep on going and building on top of your brand and expanding your network so those are really the the two big ones. And my last one um, kind of ties into the mentoring thing, which is ask. And I like I really I'm going to have to do a whole entire episode just just about asking questions. But if you can ask a question that saves you 100 hours, why not? I'm going to say that one more time. If you can ask a question that can save you 100 hours of time, why not? Even if you have to pay to ask the question. Like, I have I have a friend that um, is considering starting a company. And she reached out and was like, hey, like, you know, I have this idea and I want to do this. She's like, I have no idea to go about this, but I think that you might be a better fit for knowing like where I should even start. And I'm like, yeah, totally, totally have all all the resources for you um, whenever you're ready. And it's like, for me, it's a beautiful thing to be in a place where I know that I've, I've done thousands of hours worth of work to be able to dish out the information that somebody needs in a matter of minutes. Um, so if you are going to go and talk to a mentor 
or if you are going to go meet with a friend for coffee. Ask questions that are going to bring value into your business, that are going to shorten your journey, and that are pointed. So that way you can stay on top of your mission, stay closer to your values, stay closer to your goals, and move faster through your vision because you're asking the right questions. Um, I can't recall if it was Eric Reese or which which entrepreneur it is off the top of my head right now, but um, there's there's a saying that he kept on saying, like that he said over and over again is, get out of the room. Get out of the room and go ask a hundred people. If you're thinking about starting a business, don't just start throwing money into your business. Go ask a hundred people about what they do now, what products they're already using, how how the competition is performing, what is the competition missing, is this a good idea, what colors do they, like inspire them, you know, whatever it is, you have to figure out questions that are going to bring you closer to your goals or meet with somebody who is a mentor who can help you refine what those questions should be so that you can do your own research but asking a question can save you so much time and so much money um so if you have the opportunity that is something that i would say um is is a powerful thing if as you're building your network and you're building your tribe build a tribe that you can ask questions and that doesn't mean that they have to have all the answers, but sometimes just having a sounding board and being able to hear the response will help you shape a vision. One of the ways that I used to do this is, you know, when I first um, when I first started um, getting ready to launch websites and things like that, um, understanding how I wanted to organize the, the content and figuring out the layout, I would run it past my little sister she was six years old and I would say like Layla does this make sense and you know she could read enough to read headlines and things like that but if she could make sense of it then I knew that I was on the right track another person that I used to use very often because you always want to keep somebody who is very very honest and does not care about your feelings uh, about hurting your feelings by saying their honesty was my mom like I love her dearly and she loves me and she will be honest about like if something just does not look right or if something doesn't compute and so if m- when you show your mom something her mind goes left then you know it's not right quite yet <laughs> and that's not I mean that's not gonna work for everybody's mom but it's it like it definitely gave me some clarity when if she couldn't, um, she couldn't connect with something, but uh, like, you know, those are my sounding boards for, for clarity and like things like hierarchy and things like that. But, you know, build a system of people that you can ask questions to, like, if you're a sound design person, you know, you want people who have really good ears and then you want people that don't really know what they're talking about either so that you can get the reactions of both. You don't always want the educated answers. Sometimes you want the layman's um, opinion of something. So that's just something to think about. Um, last but not least, before I sign off, I really want to encourage you again to build out a tribe that really matters to you and will support you and I have a few opportunities for you guys to do that um if you are looking to learn about blogging web design graphic design um 
and um, web development, there is an opportunity here in Sacramento at WordCamp Sacramento, which is coming up September 15th and 16th at the Convention Center. Tickets are $40. I will be there on Sunday, um, the, 15th, the 16th, to be helping at the Happiness Bar, but it's, there will be a beginner's track, so if you want to learn from from the very uh, basics, there's a track for you, um, and it's an expanded track this year. Um, there's going to be an opportunity to, again, meet all kinds of people that are diff- like in different industries. There's going to be business owners there, designers, developers, bloggers, SEO managers. Um, I will be bringing my mentee, so I'm excited to introduce her to people in my network. Um, this will be her first time going to a conference. Um, she's a recent graduate from the Girls Who Code program, so I'm super excited to bring her out for her first conference um, from my Lift Her Challenge. And so <clears throat> there is that. And then last but not least, the Yes Honey Collective brunch will be occurring on September 22nd. If you are interested in signing up for the Yes Honey Collective brunch or coming to the WordCamp Sacramento um, conv- like event, sorry, you can check out my link in Instagram in Yes Honey Collective. Um, there is a link in the bio that will allow you to buy tickets for the WordCamp or sign up to be notified for the invitation for the Yes Honey Collective brunch. At this brunch, it's going to be so awesome because I've already started looking at the list of people that are, are getting ready to um, come and talk with us. Um, we're really going to dive into refining what it is that you want for yourself and for your business um, and share share out some pain points and things like that and see how we can help support each other. So tying right back into building your tribe, I'm offering an opportunity for you to tap into my tribe, which is so awesome, so powerful. There's, um, you know, I have people who are web developers. We have people who are writers, very, very amazing writers and, um, and artists and designers. There's, there's a little bit of everybody in this, this little power tribe that's coming. So I'm really excited um, to have everyone out there. We also have some people that are like do health and fitness, um, information products and food products. So it'll, it'll be a good time. It's great to be able to like network and start fostering that tribe here in Sacramento. So if you are available September 22nd, we would love to have you. Um, once you sign up, uh, invitation will go out on September 1st that will let you know what restaurant it will be, but it will be in Sacramento um, that that Saturday. Okay, so this has been another episode of the Monet Moves podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing and tuning in. Please, 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 if you have any questions or comments, um, if you're on the Anchor app, you can drop me a question. I can do a audio response on the next episode. Um, if not, you can email me personally, hello at tirzamj.com, and I will get back to you. Um, I'm so excited, you guys. This is, it's so fun to do this 
Um, and I have some really, really exciting guests for the next couple of episodes. So be sure to tune in. Christina Robinson will be coming on um, talking about some cool value finding tips and her background as a designer. And so I I just can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, you guys take care. Have a good one. And I'll catch you the next time.